Listening to the Effective Developer Podcast. My name is Sebastian, and this episode is actually an interview. I thought about interviewing a few people who do interesting things, especially in software development and in the development productivity space. And in this session, I'm going to interview Java guru Adam Bean, who does a lot in especially the enterprise Java world and who I think is an incredible person as well. And um, yeah, we talked a little bit about his work, how he does things, about keyboards, laptops and all kinds of things. I really enjoyed the interview and I hope you will too. So enjoy listening. All right, so today we have a very special guest who definitely needs no introduction if you're in the Java world, um, Adam Bean, who does a lot with Java in general and of course Java Enterprise, Jakarta, MicroProfile. And well, today we're gonna uh, talk about productivity. So uh, Adam, first of all, um, you're a self-employed uh, person, so a you know, contractor and doing all these things. So can you just briefly uh, say, like, how do you work typically? Like how does a, a usual working day uh, look like for you? Or do you even have something like a usual working day? Or how do you manage all of these things like client work and open source work and all of that? So there is actually no usual uh, day. So first, thank you for the invitation, of course, and uh, yeah, but uh, there is no um, no usual working day for me, uh, and uh, what I do, whatever has to be done, you know, to to meet the deadlines. This is usually what happens, and in the dead time, I try new things out. I uh, try to uh, learn new things and see how they might be interesting in boring projects. Boring projects means by clients who are actually only interested. Uh, in the functionality and not necessary about the shiny new stuff. So and and usually r right now, for instance, uh, today I already performed I would say three hours uh, code review, which has to be completed. Mm -hmm. And uh, the code uh, review, uh, I got a, a request from client to to check whether the uh, system is future proof. For instance, one of my current tasks. The other one is to ship uh, a, a Quarkus microprofile to test it in a. Uh, public like cloud so and uh, and uh, create something like a uh, not best practice rather properly like a template or something for other projects mm -hmm. and um, this is uh, and uh, lots of uh, we are also uh, looking at Kafka Kafka how it can be used in um, uh, from the not as a messaging solution rather than you know the right solution so this mm -hmm. is also one of my tasks and uh, in one project, we are actually uh, trying to migrate or trying, of, we are migrating from Angular to web components. So, uh, or to web standards to nothing. Um, so um, th this is a typical, you know, mix of projects I have. And, and there are so, uh, several uh, smaller projects. For instance, yesterday I got a request to help a client to uh, do something with uh, OpenShift and, uh, and MicroProfile. So um, th this is how my the reality look li looks like. And um, and uh, it's just fun, and uh, I try to avoid conferences and all the stuff uh, because it. Uh, I mean, um, avoid means um, I try to save time, not to traveling too much. I actually really enjoy conferences, but you can you know lose a lot of time at conferences. So, uh, fun enough. Yes. Uh, many people expect from me that um, I'm actually a no professional speaker and I spend all my time at conferences, and the inverse is actually true. Only, uh, um, only a little of my time I spend at conferences and uh, the majority of my time actually hacking something. And even at conferences, no, I, I use my the entire travel time to hacking code. So um, I would say I enjoy my life. Uh, this is very, you know, very interesting way to work. At the beginning, I was really nervous whether, you know, I have, will get uh, enough, enough projects. But uh, um, as I, um, my, my, my observation is, you know, like we have a little bit of crisis, let, let's now uh, economy, but uh, I think uh, in the uh, crisis times or um, economy downturn, what I what I observe is that there are more and more requests uh, uh, regarding standards, regardless whether they are mm -hmm. front end or back end, because uh, companies are afraid, you know, to invest in proprietary solution, which can actually disappear. Yeah. Yeah, and since you work a lot on the standard side of technology, right? Like when it comes to Java or uh, web mm -hmm. components and things like that, that's yeah definitely 
uh, good for your uh, type of projects. And I think now since, uh, well, you already mentioned this uh, situation and I guess uh, what you said about your conferences and being efficient with your time that um, this Corona situation, I would say almost helps you in terms of getting more effective with your time or it's easy to say, okay, now you have to avoid conferences because there are none or something like that or not in person. So did it make you somewhat more effective even or easier for you to say, okay, I just want to focus on these projects or coding or doing stuff rather than spending time in an airplane, right? Yeah, ex exactly. So uh, as the uh, Corona happened, so I said, okay, uh, now I will uh, work more, even more from home. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I thought I, I'm going to be a lot more productive because I'm working from home. And the reality mm -hmm. was, I was already very efficient before the Corona. It's not like I wasted time and always traveling. So I was really efficient with my time. So I'm, um, I would say right now is a little bit more less stress. So almost no stress. So I can fully focus on productivity, but not like I'm now twice as productive because I didn't, you know, yeah. if I traveled, I traveled by train, tried to hack in train a lot. So I was very productive um, on the road. So this was the truth. And even, you know, in taxis, I did something. I hacked something or I, I, I did always something or I de I deleted emails, you know. So I, I, I was very good in, you know, uh, using the dead time and uh, which, which is wonderful experience because if you're in taxi and there is nothing to do and you can just delete emails. So if you're out of taxi, you have something to do your emails are already deleted, so the boring stuff who no yeah. one would like to deal with. Yeah, yeah, I, I try to do the same actually when traveling, and this, I think there's a really good point to just like use the time um, mm -hmm. efficiently to say, okay, you know, do do I have some time right now to just get rid of things that once you get to down to the I call it deep work uh, when you can just like fully mm -hmm. focus on something where you're at home, for example, but no nothing disturbs you uh, to be more more productive then. Um, what I would be interested in when you already mentioned a lot of technologies and a lot of projects that you do, like, is there a way for yourself to somewhat manage all of this? Like, for example, when you work from home or when you're really free in how you spend um, every every day, kind of like whether in the morning you do this or do that, I guess you have a certain amount of freedom. Then how do you manage to say, OK, now I do this and now I do uh, that other type of project? Is it only driven by deadline or do you have some type of planning or structure yeah i have a little bit planning of structure but uh, it's mostly uh, deadlines um, and uh, i d also don't believe you know in work-life balance so if there is a deadline i work more more if there is no deadline i do less and uh, okay. do different things so uh, this is i th don't think you can just do always you can always behave the same so this is what i mm -hmm. never got and will never get i also did the observation in large german company it was like 25 30 years ago where uh, the developers uh, were forced to only work, I think, at most nine or ten hours a day in the you know in the high times, and what they had to do is to walk out, you know, to the how it's called, you know, the not the time machine where you have mm -hmm. with the back then with the cards they have yeah uh, where you get out. the timestamp yeah yeah the timestamp and come back and work inofficially you know <laughs> and uh, and from 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 if I were you know if I had the power I would say okay. Then work 24 hours for three days and then get, you know, one week off. Something like this, where you can say, okay, now we understand, you know, you are on the highest stress, three, but then you get, you know, twice as more free time or something like this. And this is what I try to do in, in, in if, if, if I, I feel, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm no more productive, I do something different, yeah. work-related, so I have no pet projects. I do lots of unreasonable things in Malaysia just to try things out, whatever make is fun, and see whether it could actually work for my clients. Regarding standards, what I said, they are, they are uh, highly misunderstood. So it's not like, you know, I try to find an ISO standard and, and stick to it, but it's more like, for instance, the web standard, what I define in web standards is more or less what you can find on Mozilla Developer Network, which is supported by all browsers. Whether this is an actual standard or not, I don't care. So in the Quarkus projects, for instance, this is a very good example. We have already 300 or 250 plus plugins or extensions. And what we do in projects, we, we try, you know, to self constrain ourselves to MicroProfile and Jakarta eAPI. So we are more portable and, you know, the solution space is more narrow. So standards means to me, you know, we do something reasonable and not try, you know, to include the entire world to our project. So at least look what could be interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this this makes a lot of sense. Um, you already mentioned uh, balancing time. And uh, yeah, I fully agree on the, you know, especially nine to five. Um, 
uh, way of thinking and it, it also comes with a with the other downside on the other way around like i've seen a lot that uh, that projects if it's now not stressful or if you have some quiet time that a lot of employees are still required to stay there like nine to five like yeah. eight hours and then they're just yeah. sitting around and saying okay you know just like go home you don't have to like force yourself yeah. to spend the time there if it's more more quiet yeah yeah this is another reason why i'm a big fan of uh like working from home or having your own control uh, over your time and yeah. yes um and I, and about yeah. the structure about the structure what i forgot mm -hmm. to mention so uh, a more technical answer is in the mornings i try to do stuff which requires uh more focus because it's more fun you know to to uh to write code in the morning so today i performed a code review which but i had to thought a lot you know about uh how to how to judge the source code or the structure so it was somehow creative but usually i will code in the in the morning and then uh if there is something i can listen mu music to so mm -hmm. I, I like to listen to music so there will be usually boring stuff which i don't have to think a lot so writing writing documentation or a usual code reviews where this is more and more uh, it's like usual jakarta e projects to review so it i already know how to ex what to expect <laughs> in enterprise projects and um and uh, you know the dead time I do things which are just you know answering emails, managing calendars and stuff like that, which are actually writing invoices also important, but uh, which I don't like a lot. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned this because uh, for listeners of this podcast, we already had um, some of these topics like structure your day of when you're. Um, how you I, I call this like your energy levels are like if you re mm -hmm. uh, reflect and see okay actually am I more productive at night or in the morning and and for me it's actually the very same I try to spend the mornings just for the uh, really productive time like either coding something or where you need still a lot of uh, brain energy and then usually mm -hmm. for me it's later where I do this more boring type of work which is also mm -hmm. important like writing invoices like uh, answering emails and and that that thing but uh, yeah, I think this is very important to just just structure your day accordingly to just use that time more effectively to say, okay, I'm really efficient in the morning or something like that. But uh, um, don't mm -hmm. overstructure, right? Uh, uh, we, you probably attended already Java One, so this is the conference, as you know, the the earlier Java Ones where you attended once, right? Or, yeah, or yes. Not? Yeah. Oh no, many so, times, um, and yeah, I spoke yeah. a few. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you spoke uh, at many. I, I remember you had uh, very popular talks about uh, service meshes and stuff like that. So exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, what happens, for instance, at the, at the conference? So uh, I already know, you know, the entire sleep day cycle is messed up because of the, you know, uh, time zone. Time zone. And uh, so what I usually do, I work you know, the entire flight to San Francisco, what I did. Mm -hmm. I, I, I pick something, you know, which can be completed. Often it was an article or uh, very often code reviews. Mm -hmm. And then I was tired in San Francisco, so I took a walk and tried to sleep. So I already knew it will probably sleep, you know, three to four hours. But I didn't force myself to sleep. So I mm -hmm. slept, you know, for three hours. I looked probably, I, I watched a screencast or video. And then started to code, to work. And then the conference happened. So uh, it was very exciting to me always. I learned a lot at, at the origin Java one. So I listened, you know, 12 hours of talks. So I attended all the talks at Java one and uh, and even the Birds of Feather. Then mm -hmm. um, then I went back, was tired again. So the, I probably slept an entire week usually. I don't know, probably 10 hours or, or a little bit more, but not mm -hmm. a lot. But it was not it was not the problem. I knew that something like this will happen. And I was still, you know, full of energy because I really liked the experience. And then um, coming home, I slept a little bit more and I was still productive, right? So I think uh, many overthinking, you know, the sleep cycle or whatever, they, they, they measure everything. And this also takes time. So for me, it's just, you know, do whatever feels you productive. And if sometimes you are not productive, you are not productive, period. And, yeah. and go take a walk or do whatever uh, and don't overthink you know it's not like you will structure your day perfectly you will be more productive it's also not true yeah yeah i fully agree and i think it, there's especially one one thing that you mentioned like don't force yourself either right like when you say okay now i have to sleep like eight hours and then you just uh, you can't sleep anyway or whatever or like you say or oh, you have to be productive especially when it's a time where you already know okay this is probably not the most productive time whatever but that's not the point why you attend a conference uh, for example so just you know like relax and say okay if you feel tired then just go for a walk or take a coffee or whatever and this is totally fine and you'll be more productive rather than stressing yourself out I guess 
Mm-hmm. And uh, also, <laughs> I, I attended a few conferences, and uh, and uh, um, at the beginning, I attended some parties or how to call it after conference, the yeah, official yeah. no conference parties, and there were the uh, how to call it high. So the professional speakers. I, I wouldn't yeah. count you. Probably now you are a developer advocate, so your job is to speak. But before then, we are just you no know, occasional speakers. I would say we just yeah. speak because uh, it, it was just something different. And they were like you no know, professional speakers. And I listened what they said, and they say you no. Know, I took the red eye flight to there, and then after ten minutes, I missed the flight. And they they <laughs> enjoyed the flying, you know. And they and there was actually. They, they, they talked 80% of the time how they travel around and everyone listened, you know, to them how they travel around. And they never talk about, you know, the actual content of what they what they do. <laughs> and and one time I you know, asked them, actually, what is your job? You know, like you're a travel consultant or, you know, you are the master of your calendar or is actually, are you are you a developer? Who are you actually? And he was really pissed off. But uh, for, for me, <laughs> it was it was like, you know, like. I, I don't care about traveling, you know. I, I I mean I have to travel, but it's not like I'm enjoying, you know, scheduling everything. It is we are at conferences to talk to, you know, to our audience. We are not at conferences to, you know, to impress other speakers. So yeah. I don't care about that. So um, we can uh, we met at the hall. I think at Java One we had a you know, nice chat, but we I don't can remember we met at the party at Java One because it was way too loud. You cannot even speak at the parties, you know. This is. Um, Right. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also, then this really drains down the the energy because if you're already you know sleepy or something, then at least you know take some rest. And if you spend even more time there, then you know it's going to be a twenty hour day instead of twelve. And yeah. 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 Little added value maybe. <laughs> so and this is what I also never understood. You know the entire concept. People say you know we can go to conferences, to the parties, parties uh, to the listeners. They uh, they are usually great. The problem in uh, US. On all parties, there's very loud music. I don't know why. And uh, then we had to, you know, to to shout at each other to understand anything. And mm-hmm. uh, the next day, I couldn't speak. Actually, <laughs> it was uh, almost like a you no know, hangover, but just from 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 shouting at other people at the party. So this is, <laughs> it's true, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when uh, when it's going to be the next conference, especially now with the situation. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you have anything lined up like an in-person event or even meetup or anything, because it's none for, for me, like not even in, in autumn or or later in I, the year. Th- there's a uh, lots of conferences going on. And uh, you ask, you know, you, you said uh, the, the, the pandemic uh, things. Yeah. Uh, it is c- can be actually positive. So as you remember, uh, you asked me, you know, there's a J-Point, a great conference. And actually mm-hmm. I delivered a talk, an online talk, which I wouldn't do in uh, in Russia because you know mm-hmm. I had to file the uh, the visa and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and, and right. I had no time to do this, and actually no interest, you know, to play with the administration. So, um, but now I could deliver. I also delivered a talk at the um, IBM conference. I forgot mm-hmm. the name. It was also a nice one. So, uh, so it means uh, now it's a way easier to schedule the talks. And what I also did, um, I have now a, a meetup, uh, officialmeetup.com/airhacks. Uh, They're already. I think 130 or something members, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. And um, the next uh, activities uh, are going to be uh, um, something with Quarkus. I don't know whether I uh, should s- s- uh, tell it right now, but it has to do with your uh, with um, Red Hat and Quarkus. And then there are uh, uh, lots of conferences. Uh, there, there are several JAX Java user groups. Uh, so Hamburg. Then there is the um, in Turkey, the conference is this called, um, you know, not this one. Uh, this Java is Day? Fr- Java Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Java Day Istanbul. There are two talks. Uh, then this September, I think, uh, there will be uh, the JAX hybrid conference. I will deliver an online talk. And uh, I think I still this year there will be at least uh, five to ten conferences I, I will attend. I will never deliver so many conferences in person. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be doable. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really, uh, really good point. And it's also yeah about being efficient and um i like that fact too like when you just uh, say okay time wise it it really makes sense to say okay you know you can virtually jump around the whole world in uh in no time because of uh doing all these things online so that's true um one more thing you be before you said um you like to uh, listen to music especially while uh, doing things that require like less attention what, what is your favorite coding or working music or type of music that you listen to oh this really depends. So uh, I try to discover always new music, but mm-hmm. it's somehow hard to find something. I, I don't know whether uh, it is hard or uh, it is 
or it is different properly than it was before. And um, if I uh, if I have no time, you know, to pick the right music, I will fall back to something what I know for, for a long time. For instance, uh, Pink Floyd is mm. this, uh, and I think uh, for me because it's like you know esoteric music mm -hmm. somehow. Uh, and then sometimes Dire Straits, you do the old stuff, and then uh, um, and then. Uh, if I get bored, I have no problem with you no know, heavy metal, whatever, mm -hmm. um, uh, from the old Metallica to the harder stuff. So uh, no problem at all with heavy metal as well, but not for a long time. So mm -hmm. um, and then I would switch even to you know some classical music as well, something. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a semi-classical stuff like um, forgot the guys. Oh, uh, Ludovico and Audi, for instance. Oh, this yeah. is. Um, yeah, this this guy, and there is uh, another one. Uh, this uh, I think is German. The similar stuff. So something like this is not classical. Is like you know fake yeah, classical. I would relaxing say. piano music or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and uh, there are lots of you know focus music. But then I will just you know uh, sometimes I pick a playlist which is prepared and just listen mm -hmm. to whatever I like, and then try mm -hmm. you know to. Um, what what I sometimes do, I, I I find a band and try to see whether they do something else reasonable, and this really mm -hmm. to have a band which is consistently good. This is the or, or is either my problem or is this really uh, the new problem that they just you know have uh, there are lots of bands delivering great stuff, but there is no more one band or one group of people who creates consistently good music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's probably I think that probably always has been true, right? Like. For some one-hit yeah. wonders who like then are forced to produce yet another good album and then it's not that great anymore or <laughs> yeah for instance uh there, there's uh for more than i think alan walker or so there was there was one mm -hmm. you know one song which was uh interesting and then it tried to replicate the song over and over again so i don't yeah. know whether this is like this what what's and, and before what i saw for instance like pink floyd you cannot listen you know to all pink floyd music some of them is not listenable but um <laughs> They, they they created so many songs that you can actually you know pick the 20 of them and you still you know have one hour or two hours to work with yeah and uh, this is the truth for the old band so they created a lot of stuff and probably 80 percent was not that great but the 20 percent you can you can you know spend two hours listening to it what's mm -hmm. what's your uh, what's uh, what's your favorite music it it also really really depends like what you say so when i listen to something while i'm working then typically i have something that is just like instrumental because when mm -hmm. there's a singer or when there's a voice then it would usually distract me at least if i understand the language because then you know yeah. like half of my brain tries to listen or whatever um so a, a lot of actually also classical music or then just instrumental music like p uh, piano music more like uh the the quiet stuff at least if i have to focus more if I have mm -hmm. to focus less, if it's doing like uh, invoices or I don't know taxes, emails, then it doesn't matter at all actually. What uh, yeah. because then it wouldn't distract me that much. So also you know either some rock music or some he heavy metal as well. Or actually I listen to all kinds of music. Like literally, it's just more depends yeah. on my mood and um, I guess the situation. Uh, so mm -hmm. if I need to focus, then without uh, without voice uh, and just mm -hmm. instrumental, or sometimes even that if it's really like a. I don't know deep work complicated uh, project uh, problem then uh, sometimes even that is too much distraction then i mm -hmm. want a silence instead so i'm um like noises in general distract me a lot or can distract me a lot um and i even listen to something like uh, you know white noise or brown noise where it's just like oh, okay. a noise literally and this can be really helpful as well or so um, this is I what i some... what i don't like mm -hmm. i tried that so uh, for, for me it would be the best no no noise at all absolute okay, silence yeah. this is yeah. a great experience actually and white noise i i don't like it uh, i don't know why i also sleeping doesn't help me at all so mm -hmm. uh, yeah and and uh, regarding new bands i thought about that so i don't know whether you are aware of uh, i don't know whether they are that new but antimatter for instance or uh, mm -hmm. i think it's called pineapple tree is like you know they try to replicate pink floyd a bit uh, okay. But they had complete, complete uh, own, uh, own uh, style. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the older from Coldplay are also nice. The old, mm -hmm. the older, you know, the older uh, albums from Coldplay to to listen to. And um, uh, what else? So the there is a German band. It's like a Jean Michel Jarre. You know, I forgot it was like which great name is also. Um, I have to to look it up, but. Um, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's just you know, I like to 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 discover something new, uh, not to get bored. And sometimes I fall back, you know, to to, to music I know and just enjoy the music. And yeah, this is or, no yeah, break. or what you know works for uh, getting you into the focus 
focus yeah. zone, right? Mm -hmm. And the focus really depends sometimes with music, something without. So I'm not that consistent, I would say. So it really mm -hmm. depends on my mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, so when you work from from home, what does your typical um, work setup look like? So what uh, hardware do you use? Mm -hmm. Like what what desk do you use? Do you have a standing desk or do you sit? Yeah, I have uh, a MacBook Pro. Is the um, is my machine of choice. Mm -hmm. And if I travel, it's always with me. And I would work have external mon two monitors. And they mm -hmm. are actually an old uh, the cinema displays from Apple. I think they are more than 10 years old. And I really wait until they break because I would like to buy something new. But and mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but work it's working great. So uh, yeah, I have both. I have uh, a sitting desk and standing desk. And uh, I like to sit, actually. Mm -hmm. And stand is also not a problem, but it's not like I have a problems. Uh, if I sit, it's just, uh, just you know, not to get bored. So I just, sometimes I stand up, but I don't think it makes any difference in in my world. It's just mm -hmm. sometimes I sit, sit and some, sometimes I stand. So this is just just for fun. And uh, um, and you are probably very interested in keyboards, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, before Apple, probably this could be interesting because uh, today, I before we actually met, I answered a tweet. I had a MacBook, uh, sorry, I had an IBM ThinkPad T3T1P, mm -hmm. and this was my dream machine. And why I'm uh, saying this? Because in Twitter, someone you know said uh, they remember that what I did, I put the Apple logo upside down on my uh uh, uh, IBM ThinkPad, which mm -hmm. uh, drove people crazy at conferences. Uh, <laughs> indeed, so I, I, after the conference, they, they, they came to me, you cannot do this, you know, uh, Apple will sue you, and this is uh, impossible, and, and why you are doing this? Why you why you cannot afford a proper Apple? This was back then, you know. <laughs> really. Oh, I like that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, this was really great hack. So I really enjoyed it at that time. And uh, the uh, the problem was the IBM, I had a business um, a business contract with IBM, but uh, the uh, motherboard was damaged and I couldn't mm -hmm. work and they couldn't deliver fast enough the next uh, ThinkPad. And uh, at Windows, as you probably know, uh, back then, it was impossible to restore the backup to a different mm, machine. Yeah. It, is, it had to be uh, almost identical. And uh, I said, okay, now or never, either I will migrate everything to Linux, I had a Windows Vista back then, mm -hmm. or Apple. And I had already v Linux on my servers for all the time. So I knew Linux very well. So, okay, then go with Apple. There is something new. I can learn something new and why not? And this is almost Linux. Then I can fall back to Linux. And I found out, you know, the time machine backup on Apple, mm -hmm. which is great. And I saved a lot of time with that. And since then I using my MacBook Pro. This is the entire story. It's not like it was, you know, a choice to use Apple. It just okay. happened and I'm happy with it. So this is why I have the MacBook Pro. And um, I will also buy the next one so what i do i i try you know uh to to work with that for two years and then i always buy a new one mm -hmm. because i'm afraid that the old one will break and the old one becomes my fallback so this is what i do and they okay, are yeah. very similar you know with the hard disks so if one breaks i can restore everything to the to the last one yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, especially if you're like traveling or I had the same like fear, you know, like if you're somewhere in the world and then your, yeah. your laptop breaks uh, before a conference, then, you know, you're lost. Like what you do? And this is yeah, exactly. And uh, you also attended my air hacks uh, workshops that uh, mm -hmm. if there were online uh, on site at Airport Munich, sometimes there were no 50 people coming from all over the world. I yeah. always had a second notebook in mm -hmm. my bag. So if the first would break, I would just continue with the other one. And yeah. uh, because you know Jakarta e or whatever we are doing doesn't require lots of setup, I could just continue. So it would be no 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 difference at all for me. So uh, this is the MacBook Pro. The uh, the if I would buy a new screen, I would probably buy you know a huge curve screen mm -hmm. from Dell or whatever. So I would do some research. But you know the wide screen, so they are really great. You know what I mean? See like mm -hmm. you know, yeah. 49 inches uh, whatever. Um, then uh, keyboards. So um, I'm already, I wanted to ask you know, your question, why are you so crazy about keyboards? Because <laughs> Jakarta E and MicroProfile is already so productive, so we don't have to type a lot, you know. I type, you know, control space twice and the project is done, right? So <laughs> Yes, that's so, true. <laughs> it, um, so, um, so first, I actually don't care about key keyboards at all, but okay. they are fun. But they are fun. So um, I think the best keyboard right now is this one from Apple? The um, I had the old one. I can show you this. This is just oh, this one. This is the this is the old one. Mm -hmm. So it's a Bluetooth, the flat one. Yeah, the flat one with batteries inside. This is like mm -hmm. also ten years old, or even and and they have also the Bluetooth, the new one with the batteries on boards. And I think this is the 
best one would it's as flat best one you can get but mm-hmm. i t- i type all the time with the keyboard and now i'm a different machine a recording machine so this is the old keyboard mm-hmm. um what i have for uh, work right now actually two keyboards just for fun and one is dust keyboard i, I oh, don't know yeah. whether you're yeah, aware of that what i hate that this is great to type because it has the old you know uh, chevy switch uh, chevy mm-hmm. Uh, uh, cherry, cherry, switches, yeah. <laughs> cherry, Chevy is even better. Cherry <laughs> switches, and uh, they are. I, f- I think they are the brown. Is not the the uh, not the, the clicky uh, one, but the like more relaxed ones. Yeah, yeah. But this relaxed one was a mistake. I like the clicky one. But this is okay. um, what I don't appreciate on the keyboard is um, is uh, the thick cable. I hate that. I don't. I, I don't know why the keyboard oh, have mm-hmm. to be this thick cable. So if they already need a cable they uh, should be thinner. So because the cable is very stiff. <laughs> so Interesting. I, I never thought of the cable. I mean, now I look at it and you're right, but I don't know. Is that a problem? I, it never occurred to me. For me, it, it somehow is because behind the keyboard is my notebook mm-hmm. and it, it, it is on the cable mm-hmm. because I don't like to look at the ugly cable all the time. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and, and, and now with the cable, uh, it's actually a feature because the, it gets more cooling, but the, the cable is massive. So I, I have mm-hmm. no idea if it is were you no know, cable like uh, the you know the from Apple the um, the the white cables you know USB cables mm-hmm. this would yeah, be no problem. Yeah, they're really thin. Yeah, yeah, they are thin, and I, I have no idea why the why keyboard cable has to be that thick. So I I mean there is no data going on. There's almost no current. Uh, I mean this is just could be just a mistake. And um, my my keyboard journey started. Um, I get an old. Dell workstation. It was mm-hmm. before 2000, and this was a Dell keyboard, also with cherry switches. This was mm-hmm. great, and I have an old IBM keyboard, but not that old. It is uh, on my server. I'm not mm-hmm. using it very often, but this is also a mechanical keyboard which came with my ThinkPad back then. I, was, mm-hmm. I really liked that a lot, but it was not that clicky. And now I have something great. You know, Keychron. Ah, uh, help me. I, I heard the name. You 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 are a keyboard expert and yes. you would like to have with me a podcast, right? So the Keychron is a mechanical keyboard which is Bluetooth keyboard. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have it for uh, probably four weeks, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy that. And this is the really loud switches, and uh, and it's not like I'm feeling more productive with all the keyboards, but if I type a lot, a lot, I enjoy switching between them just for fun. You know, mm-hmm. just like uh, I would like to switch some uh, IDEs from time to time and closes or whatever. So it's just, uh, I don't think, uh, I, I truly believe if you have no idea what to do, the Apple one is probably the best because it's low profile and you can type very fast. Oh, forgot to mention. For me, it's extremely, extremely important that the keyboard have the same layout as my notebook. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, this is uh, this this is the most important thing. If this doesn't match, I don't use the keyboard. Because if I'm on the road, I use, you know, just the keyboard uh, from the, my laptop. And uh, they have matched perfectly. Otherwise, I won't be able to type on conferences anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, That also bothered me uh, a lot, a little bit. So actually, I'm uh, the laptops that I'm using now have a US keyboard, like, you know, with the flat enter switch, not okay. the um, EU mm-hmm. version. And I don't actually know why. I think because I switched to some keyboards at some point. But now I, I agree. It, they all have to match. They all have to be the same. Otherwise, with all these minor hand movements that you do, then it's just muscle memory. You just mis- mistype things because you're used to different things. And that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah and in Apple, it. I just look at the... Uh, the there is... Uh, the first key is FN, which mm-hmm. uh, allows you to switch the F1, F2, and so forth. Right. And then there is Control, Alt, and Command. And in some keyboards, you know, the first uh, yes, first button is not, is, is not FN. And yeah. if this is messed up, this is really uh, terrible yeah, because same. then, uh, th- yeah, because then what you what will happen is I will type something and instead, you know, typing, it will change whatever, unexpected things. So uh, the layout is important to me. Which laptops do you have? Yes, so I use um, a ThinkPad as well. I mean, now cool. they're um, made by Lenovo, but I think they're still uh, one of the best ones. And, I'm, and is I'm the super, quality super the same happy. as IBM? Is 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 this getting worse or is it still? So I'm I'm not 
that sure, to be honest. So I've never used an, an IBM ThinkPad uh, mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, I'm really happy with the uh, Lenovo quality. And especially at first, I used the T model, like the big T with the, I think it's even titanium or something crazy material yeah. uh, of yeah. the, for the display. And I've seen tests where they literally, you know, threw lightnings through through this thing and uh, threw it on the floor and things like that. It's like, it's it's indestructible. It's, it's really I, good. I think I had T this because mine was from Magnesium. Magnesium, right? Mm -hmm. They had this mm -hmm. Magnesium back panel and uh it was uh and the the keyboard was great there was a little track yeah. point or how it was called yes. the red thing where you can track mm -hmm. and um i would say it was the best machine ever so i'm really curious because probably in one point of time i will if i will you know switch back to linux or windows i will buy probably think that again mm -hmm. which machine do you have so the workstation um, no, I, I still have a T model, but now it's the uh, it's T four sixty S. Like it's a little bit older, but the S means like slim, uh, because when traveling, the big one, the big T model, was actually always too heavy. It's it's a little yeah. bit like uh, I, I had over. even external batteries, two external batteries wow, if I traveled, yeah. so I could spend I think eight hours or whatever. So I had to allow mm -hmm. the bigger one, and I had the docking station at home, which I really enjoyed with ThinkPads. Yes. Yeah, and I missed I have, that I a lot. Mm -hmm. And I missed that a lot of my MacBook. I said, why Apple never delivered a docking station? I never got the point. But now uh, we have one external cab cable from the display. Now it's okay. Uh, with mm -hmm. this cable, I can live. Before then, it was crazy. You know, you went home and you had to, you know, to put uh, the power cable, the yeah. display cable, and, and it's okay. How many cables? I mean... Yeah, this is too. This is what I enjoy a lot. Like I have the the docking station. Actually, the the new one, and uh, they they switched like all of the uh, external, like the power supply and the docking station format. Uh, but they only switched it once like they have now an old one and uh, all the new ones are, are the same and this is also really helpful because my well i have an official working uh laptop that i got from ibm which i don't uh, actually use uh but it has the same um connectors <laughs> it, it's also the same power supply and everything yeah. so this is really helpful i have a few you know like uh, external power supplies i mean if you're in the apple world it's kind of similar but uh for an for another vendor for notebooks this is really great and mm -hmm. uh, yes, I enjoy the keyboard a lot and I'm super happy. I still can recommend them, uh, the ThinkPads. Uh, I also use this trackpoint, this red dot uh, for mouse yeah. movement. Um, I use both. Road. I use the red mm -hmm. dot and the trackpad was below. And I used yeah. the red dot and the buttons as I remember. Yes. And this was before 2008 and I still remember. So this is the cool story. So I really remember. And I had lots of ThinkPads. I think I had at least five ThinkPads in a row, always ThinkPad. Yes. So regarding uh, your MacBooks, um, I really am curious um, how you now still um, whether you still like them, because what I uh, what I saw from from just I, I talked to a lot of people who use them. And for me, it seems like there's a trend. They get more and more like annoyed with it because there seem to be like some update problems. And when you switch like Mac OS versions, it's getting more and more. I don't know, like problematic. And in, in the past, it seemed like super smooth to, you know, like all the software just works for Apple. But now, at least what I hear, it's like, okay, more and more people are kind of complaining um, about the hardware so, and especially the software and the stability. Is that So the, the complaint, what I heard was about the keyboard. Mm -hmm. And I yes. never had the problems with the keyboard so far. So okay. because I think if you, are, if you eat something, there can be a problem, I think. This is the problem. I never eat it if I work. So... Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, and hey, right now I use external keyboard. So uh, I only use keyboards if I'm okay. on the road. On the but road, yeah. uh, but still, back then it was a lot, as a lot, uh, mm -hmm. once a week or twice a week. And uh, so at least you know, I would say twenty hours a week I used my notebook with the keyboard, with the internal keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, so the keyboard is different, but for me it is okay. It is clicky, and I have no no complaints. And I have the keyboard which is problematic. So the new MacBooks have the a better keyboard and my still which uh, i would get you no know, replaced if it breaks or some so i have the problematic one then regarding stability never had actually any issues okay. and but i'm very like jakartaistic so i don't install a lot of stuff i try to run it you know out of the box i have just a few things uh, which i uh, which i add I, I guess if you have lots of third party software and i know people who remap, you know, the keys with Carabina and do whatever. And if, you, of course, you, you install uh, lots of kernel extensions, mm -hmm. then it will properly break at one point of time. I have to say, I, I don't understand the issues, and I never had the issues, and I, uh, and I update everything uh, uh, always. But we are developers. It's probably different. So if I would, you know, play with the notebook, which probably many people do, or do something more graphic-intensive, would be different. But 
I'm just writing code. And as long as you know Visual Studio Code yeah. or NetBeans, uh, sometimes IntelliJ starts up, then it's okay. Otherwise, uh, so I, really, I, 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 I hear this a lot. Mm -hmm. And the complaints, I never, I try to track them down, but they disappear. So I never saw something, you know, uh, how to call it, uh, real. It's like UFOs, mm -hmm. you know. So many people report that uh, UFO landed somewhere, but no one <laughs> took what's, what's, what's the problem. And, um, and uh, what I heard is that Apple is moving to ARM and they are investing a lot in notebooks right now. Mm -hmm. So this could be an interesting times. So right now, because uh, and um, I'm, I'm actually excited. But if uh, Apple will break, I will move to Linux. So I would be, I mm. would immediately, you know, buy Lenovo and try Linux. I can totally recommend that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have Linux already on my server, so I spend yeah. a lot of time with Linux. So for me, it would be too boring. You know, I always try to have uh, multiple operating systems at once to enjoy. You know, to learn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, Linux would be would be uh, yeah. Which Linux are you running? Well, actually, I'm running Arch Linux, which is a kind of, okay. uh, a, I don't want to say weird, but yeah, really hardcore. And at, at once I heard some somebody saying it's an operating system by computer science students for computer science students. Yeah. And I have to agree. Actually, I tried it out one, while I was a student. And um, then it was okay because I needed a lot of time. And at the beginning, you know, you're crying a lot. You're swearing a lot. It just doesn't work yeah. in the beginning. But it's like once it works and once how you know how to, you know, to do things, then it's now it's perfect for me because it's really minimalistic. And that's what I wanted to do. I don't want it to do anything except I tell it to, right? Like, so yeah. no updates, no whatsoever. It just works. And when I say, okay, now let's do an update, then it does and otherwise it just really does does the job it's super fast because there's literally nothing running and and that's what i use but i think now the, the distribution wouldn't even be that uh, important for me i mean i just use it because i have the script for this it's called pacman the package manager in in Austria linux and it's just you know for me it's great uh, but what i really need is my uh, window manager i use the i3 tiling window manager which is also a crazy thing which you just operate with the keyboard so you know keyboardism mm -hmm. is important mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sure. that's that's how I, how I am really uh, really productive. And then you know I know how to set up all the programs that it works well in this uh, in this type of environment. So I'm now I know really now how to use it. And for me it's super uh, efficient because I also have like installation scripts for all these things. And when I set up a new machine, it literally takes like 15 minutes just running all the scripts with installing the packages and and things like that. And that's that's just great for me. Um, if if I would uh, need to recommend a Linux, uh, I'm not sure what to use. Maybe another. Uh, I like the Arch-based distribution, but definitely one with a you know proper installer and maybe with a nice UI or something like that. So it's a little bit easier. Why not Ubuntu? Why not Ubuntu? Yes, I, that, that's a good question. I, I used Ubuntu in in the past, but it's now I don't know maybe already ten years ago or something like that. And I switched when they switched to I think Unity. Like this new mm -hmm. um, uh, UI, like this new window manager where you have the taskbar on the left, which I found really ugly from the beginning. And I think it's also kind of like cumbersome for me. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't react that fast. It's uh, either a latency okay. thing or it's too bulked. Uh, bulked. I think it's like too cumbersome, all the like too bloated. No, my take would be no. I think Ubuntu is more the most popular one. And I'm mm -hmm. not, I would just, you know, I would just code or I'm just develop. I'm not like, you know, uh, would develop something with Linux, I, mm -hmm. I just Java and, and web. So for yeah. me, I would just pick Ubuntu because it's, you know, the mainstream. And then I would observe that and then, you yeah. know, switch to something else. So this would be different. So this would, I, would be my I, approach. I think it know? makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I see a lot of people who are on Linux who use Ubuntu. And then also, mm -hmm. you know, you have the advantage if if you have a problem, right, then, you know, mm -hmm. you find a lot of Stack Overflow answers or something because yeah, it's, exactly. it's a popular mm -hmm. one. So it's, yeah, that's that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. I can. Um, you you um you invited me to the podcast and uh, uh, before that um mm -hmm. one 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 thing is I worked with a in a company and um, there was a consult uh, a consultant it was on the same he was on the same desk on the other side mm -hmm. and he had some chat and he was way into Linux so and he looked you know on my ThinkPad back then and said okay you no know, Windows crap I'm optimizing <laughs> my Linux and uh, and what he did is I remember. He compiled the Linux from scratch, and the distribution I think was Gen two. Can it be Gen two? Yeah, Where yeah. You, yeah, Gen two. And after three days, he had you know the optimum uh, uh, Gen two <laughs> distribution, and he looked at me and said, "Now I have, uh, now I have you know the optimal uh, Linux distribution." And uh, and I say, "Yeah, but you lost you know three days of exactly, compiling." Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. And, I, spend and I don't care. In the in the three days, I can develop, you know, a small. There were no microservices back then. Whatever, shared nothing, you know. Yeah. Uh, think um, so. This was this. But you invited me uh, to talk about productivity. So what we had so high level chat, and I had uh, one. So what, what I what I observed the last year. So mm -hmm. what means to be productive? And there is one thing I would like to share with you or to talk with you. And it happened last week again. So. Um, mm -hmm. Developers ask me you now to help them with uh, Jakarta E. Actually, it was Tommy and um, and Kubernetes and OpenShift or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they had specific mm -hmm. uh, questions, and um, so I then I showed them you know Quarkuses. Okay, if you have to migrate, then and uh, just to migrate this way, and and they wanted to use plain GDBC. So this was a specific situation, and, I, and okay. it, the the Quarkus you no know, fits perfectly. So and um, and then. Uh, after a week, they were lost. They couldn't achieve anything, you know. And they say, okay, this is a way too complicated and whatever. And and uh, then we had a brief meeting and it turned out, so what they did is, you know, they started from the IDE. So they, they started, you know, IntelliJ, they tried to find a plugin, then the plugin generated something and what it generated was too complex and whatever. Oh, and mm -hmm. um, and what, I, what I did with them is, I, I I would never get the idea to start with a plugin. So mm -hmm. we did, you know, this Maven Quarkus colon create, and uh, we just okay, Java minus version worked. Maven minus version didn't work on the machine. It's like, look, it's not in the path. Oh, sorry, we we fixed it. So they fixed that. Then we installed you know Quarkus from scratch. Mm -hmm. Then we use Visual Studio Code without any plugins, just to show mm -hmm. them source source code. We built that from scratch, and it worked, and they were delighted. This was literally you no know, 15 minutes. Everything was set up from scratch. Then we imported Quarkus as a Maven project to IntelliJ, and they could develop, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the way to productivity is, uh, is uh, self-constraining yourself, you know? This is, this is I think, the, the entire web standards and standard stuff is if you just limit the solution, solution space to something which is reasonable. So then you, you say, okay, let's do this, and you just focus on that. You are incredibly fast. But what I observe in projects, you know, the evaluating, try to pick whatever libraries, and you lose mm -hmm. a lot of time with the evaluation. You are not sure, you know, whether this thing you are picking is actually a good thing or not. So you are always, you know, not entirely sure because if you were sure, there were no evaluation. Yeah. And then, and then you are creating a unique snowflake, so you won't find, you know, the answers on 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 Stack Overflow. So this is probably why I still into Jakarta MicroProfile, Web Standards, and Quarkus, because I feel actually extremely productive, because I know what to expect from the platform, and if something is not there, then I do a quick, quick research. But then I searching, you know, not for something completely new, but rather like, you know, Kafka and Quarkus or Kafka mm -hmm. and Whitefly. So and then I will search further. Okay, should I use you know a, a, a esoteric library or a library which is delivered by Kafka? So and if there is a, a library from Kafka, I will pick the Kafka library or from Quarkus a Quarkus library, but not you know a library created by Sebastian Dashner in Leisure yeah. because I exactly know that uh, you will move on in the next project to something else and it will just so stagnate. So this is this is this. Uh, I think the my observations are because I thought a lot, you know, why sometimes you are really productive because we can focus on 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 uh, on stuff we know and the stuff makes also sense, you know. This is not, we don't have to re-evaluate over and over again whether, you know, our platform makes sense or not because it is absolutely productive, right? Yeah, I fully agree with what you said and I think that pretty much nails it to yeah, being productive and what you say about self-constraining yourself in order to focus. Yeah, fully agree to say, okay, what is the problem that we actually need to solve and do that and don't try to, well, do mm -hmm. whatever and uh, yeah. try to see a lot and, of... And not to bash on other frameworks. We can just pick Quarkus, what we already said, right? Because Quarkus mm -hmm. comes with lots of extensions, Because, but it, it get, we get far more extensions. I, I would expect, you know, having 500,000 of uh, extensions in, in, in Quarkus. But mm -hmm. if you think about this, the more extensions we get, the more likely it is that some of the extensions will die because it is just natural. So um, I'm also in the process of creating uh, several extensions and whether I will you know, support them and, uh, until end of, of my life, this is not clear, right? So, um, but if you focus on extensions which are somehow bound to the standard, like a micro profile or uh, Jakarta E, Jakarta E, I mean, for instance, bin validation, right? Mm -hmm. Or WebSockets is not part of micro profile, comes with Jakarta E. Then, they will not just disappear, and if they disappear, you could move your Quarkus to Helidon, 
right? So uh, uh, this is this is what what I wanted to to, to express that. Uh, and then if you know it makes sense, you know you are even more motivated, you know, to develop faster. This is what I expected uh, or expected, what I observed. And uh, if, if you invited me to the talk, so I, I would have to mention this because uh, this is actually. Uh, the, the, the way to productivity and if you observe other developers iOS they have the same you know an iOS developer it just tries you know to, to find the apis on iOS and they focus on that and if something is not there then they pick some st standard mm -hmm. libraries to to install or background updates they have some set of you know common libraries but they first focus completely on the platform I had a chat with C sharp developers once and they told me the same in Microsoft they had the MDN Microsoft uh, uh, description subscription MSN probably Microsoft subscri subscription network or whatever mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft developer network and they say yeah MDN mm -hmm. MDN uh, uh, so it's probably not MDN because for me it's Mozilla developer network but this is Microsoft developer network and uh, and they said this is great because they looked you know in the MDN and they get all the solutions and they just code and they are productive this was the you know the secret source of Microsoft for years. Yes, that's very true. I also wanted to mention like the .NET world and it's for some reason it's only or mostly in the Java and JavaScript world where we just try to pick, you know, like a lot of lot of stuff and then uh, get distracted with all these frameworks and libraries av available. But yeah, mm -hmm. it, it won't make you more uh, effective, that's for sure, or not necessarily only up to a point where you say, okay, what, what does make sense? But now then let's yeah. move on. Yeah. And just focus, you know, on the true problem and the problem is the customer problem. And uh, if you can do this, you're productive. And many developers, they you know, they spend time in in stuff which absolutely doesn't matter. You know, I get some sometimes question. You know, uh, again, uh, the, the the last year Hex TV, they got question about uh, mapping DTOs, entities, and DAOs again. It's okay. Mm -hmm. If if you if you have have something to map, then map. If the objects are identical, never map. I mean, this is just this is just common sense, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, you mentioned. Um IDEs uh, or uh, Visual Studio uh, before, and so which IDEs do you uh, mostly use, or would you, um, in terms of uh, productivity, would you recommend? Like, yeah. is it for especially for Java developers or? Yeah, um, I, I still enjoy NetBeans a lot, and the reason is uh, I don't like IntelliJ. You know, the vast amount of of key bindings. I, okay. I, 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 I don't know why they need so many. So the, 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 the great thing in NetBeans is they have actually just two you can start with and all other key bindings are optional. In uh, in uh, IntelliJ, you need significant more. And I don't like the fact because NetBeans worked perfectly. So if 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 IntelliJ would also come, uh, would have the same support for key bindings as NetBeans, so you can achieve everything with two key bindings, I would probably pick IntelliJ. What I don't so, like so in which IntelliJ... Twos are, um, which two bindings are you talking about? Uh, control space and alt enter. So control space is just uh, like uh, um, code completion, and alt spencer is quick fix. Alt alt enter is quick uh, fix, which uh, fixes almost everything. So you can right, but do, that's you know, the same in IntelliJ actually, because I yeah, use the this, same mainly. I, yeah, I also, but uh, it 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 doesn't everything doesn't work. So maybe I, I have subscription in IntelliJ by the way. Mm -hmm. I have to, I have everything from them, and uh, I tried it from time to time. Mm -hmm. But it looks a little bit too complicated for me. For instance, mm -hmm. if you would like to add application server to your project, yeah. uh, in NetBeans, you have a project on an add application server, which is already installed. In uh, IntelliJ, it's other way around. I always forget it. So you, you have to install the application server first, and then you add to the application server the project. Mm -hmm. so, so this is a small, or, or the, the Maven import is somehow strange, you know, in, in NetBeans or, or in Visual Studio Code. I just open the project and I'm in. So I don't have to think to import anything. I just use mm -hmm. it. So, um, and this is an IntelliJ, a little bit of friction at the beginning, which I don't like. What mm -hmm. I like is the look and feel, the power that is more powerful than all the others actually combined. So uh, if you do a lot of stuff, I remember, you know, uh, in one project uh, uh, task force, I use IntelliJ all the time. And what he did, we even used the metadata capabilities so you can refact create your own refactorings and you can search for mm -hmm. specific st things based on metadata on the not metadata the um the ast and yeah. uh, also you know the JUnit uh, coverage you can have a nicer report so this is a power stuff so i use it from time to time so uh, for me it's a little bit not as easy to start with as uh visual studio code and netbeats but having said that 
I, I would say IntelliJ is everywhere. Uh, my, what, what I observe is uh, Eclipse almost disappeared. NetBeats is as popular as it was. So there is actually no difference. Probably a little bit more popular, but Eclipse is, is gone and Eclipse is replaced by IntelliJ. Mm -hmm. And Visual, Visual Studio Code is gaining momentum. And right now, I write my Java code also with Visual Studio Code. Okay. And and uh, why are doing this? Because uh, they are moving extremely fast. It is very easy to install. So you have Visual Studio Code, and you can uh, you, you get a plugin from Red Hat or Microsoft, and it comes with everything. And behind the scenes, actually, Eclipse language server is working for you. So it is as mm -hmm. powerful as Eclipse, and this is not bad. I mean, the the the, the language support in Eclipse is really good. And uh, it's also easy. We have uh, control space and control dot. This is like the quick fix. Mm -hmm. It is not as smooth as NetBeans or IntelliJ now, but they is getting there. So for me, it is um, it is uh, already usable. And now the question, why why I'm doing this? Because I do a lot of front end stuff as well, and then it's Visual Studio Code unbeatable. So now what I do a lot right now is like a you no know, micro front end where I have a Quarkus and web components in one project, and this is great with Visual Studio Code because I have in source main uh, meta and resources on my web tree. I misuse Quarkus as a web server, which is a nice hack. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, I can use JSON web token authentication, whatever I like. And I use browser sync, you know, to expose my stuff. And uh, this is where Visual Studio Code shines. So um, um, yeah. Um, do you use any other editors, uh, for example, for some plain text like uh, ASCII doc, Markdown? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, right or? now they were almost replaced by Visual Studio Code, so Markdown as well. But yeah. uh, there is um, for Markdown, there is uh, what a second AI AI A writer on Mac, so it looks mm -hmm. uh, beautiful. Then there are lots of such editors. So I have probably ten such editors just for fun because they are different, uh, you know, typeface. So this is, you know, on Linux everything is monospace, so there's no difference to you. Yeah. <laughs> but for, on Mac, you have a. This was just a joke, right? There's a beautiful, uh, beautiful fonts, and uh, there are several such editors for Markdown editing. But Visual Studio Code already comes with great, great Markdown support already. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of can agree on that. Like I, I sometimes use um, ASCII doc and Markdown, and I mostly use IntelliJ uh, there as well. But I also use well. I'm a one of these crazy persons who likes Vim and the command line in general. So I, I edit a lot on that, and then it's actually easy for me just to do like some notes or some plain text uh, things. So that's that's really helpful. And how's about uh, the the command line? Do you spend a lot of time in the command line, and do you use yes. Dash or the new? I Z use Z shell. And, mm -hmm, Z shell. Nice. And I used the uh, this um, Mac uh, ships now with Z shell, but yep. uh, I used uh, uh, customized uh, have some mm -hmm. customization the Z shell with plugins with like mm -hmm. code completion for uh, Docker, Git, and yeah, yeah. all the suspects. And uh, then my command prompt. This is also just playing with it, right? So yeah, it's yeah. a Starship. You know Starship RS. No. It is Rust. Yeah, you see, this is a Rust uh, library, and what it does is I can customize how my prompt looks like mm -hmm. and what i get the information on which J uh, jdk i'm running now so it oh, okay. shows me you know jdk 11 or i am master branch because i mess up several times you know i've I started with jdk 14 and quarkus for it's or open or not uh some servers were not able to start on 14 and um so then i see it immediately so this is uh, drop in into z shell it's just mm -hmm. one binary and you can fully customize how your prompt looks like it's very fast so um yeah lots of such stuff which build up over time and yep. I try to automate everything. So uh, exactly. if I do, yeah. So I write uh, simple shell scripts. They are probably they are very very simple to read. For me, it's just simplistic. But I have probably uh, two hundred such scripts. And the mm -hmm. only problem is I forgot about them over time. So I go to the directory and look what I actually did in the last years. But I can yeah, actually automate <laughs> whatever whatever repeats. It's automated in my case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you actually share them before? Because I'm, I, I did very much the same. I also have shell scripts. They are very, very simple. I'm really not a bash expert, and sometimes it's even embarrassing to share them because yeah. it's like you know super simple syntax. But uh, I got asked that a few times, and I shared like my dot files and what you have like this, uh, these directories uh, on GitHub because I think a lot of people would just be interested in to getting some inspiration what you can even automate because a lot of developers just don't know or j just would not you know think of this um, to say you know automate some invoice generating or whatever you have, right? Um, most of the stuff, scripts not, but the scripts are like the glue between. And this mm -hmm. is, 
I would say, boring, or, or boring. I, Absolutely, I a very yeah. specific, very specific to 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 my uh, to my workflow. For instance, right? If I would say, create GitHub workspace, uh, create Airhex workspace for GitHub. What it will do? It create a folder, make their folder, then uh, then. Uh, push and override and uh, right. the uh, the workspace on github and this basically it right. then i would say you know, you know create for instance create uh create show notes or resource then we just mm -hmm. copy an empty markdown with you know three links to microprofile jacarta whatever and this is like two liner so i would say this is and uh, this is embarrassing what i did actually and uh, yeah no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I have a similar things, but what, what I found out is that it's actually, it's not about the actual script, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's trivial to create these things and most people wouldn't even have to whatever, like look into what, uh, like how to do it, but it's more like the what and the getting the inspiration that you can actually like, oh yes, I could automate it, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody who's now listening probably has like either similar task or some task that they just always do like manually because they don't even think about it. And then it's like, oh, actually, you know, I could write a two line or a three line of shell script that does the same thing and then i just automate it right it's more mm -hmm. i think sharing these things is very helpful for developers out there just for the inspiration not for the actual script that you're sharing but just about hey here is a script that does this type of my work which i always had to do and now it's you know much easier right for just for the inspiration part of it maybe yeah, that could be helpful yeah but i think then it's better you know to, to just share the ideas and they should automate by themselves or because, like this, uh, yes mm -hmm. yeah because I would never use a third-party script because I would like, you know, if you write it by yourself, the chances yeah, are higher that exactly. you won't forget about the script. Exactly, but uh, yeah. I even forgot about my my own scripts. So if I would just use you no know, third-party scripts, I would be completely lost. So I don't believe in that. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, probably sharing ideas what can be automated. This is a good thing, you know. So um, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can follow up with like a you know GitHub uh, gist and then just you know create like a bullet list of you know here are the the things that I um, had to do in my par part of work that are now automated, and mm -hmm. you know maybe just to, sh to share to see if developers have like similar uh, issues or you know having issues without even knowing about them, and then you know they say oh actually you know good idea now I can write a shell script for that as well, and maybe some pointer like how to get started or whatever, but. The problem with that is focus again, right? So uh, right now, I'm waiting three emails for me, you know, about uh, specific microprofile questions and stuff like that. And what I usually do is, this is also productivity. Instead of uh, instead of uh, um, answering them via email, what I do, I record a video and put it to YouTube if this is mm -hmm. a general question. And uh, this solves several problems, but. I'm, I could, you know, record all the time. I get so many questions about uh, small <laughs> things. So this is what you are mentioning right now. It would be, I would just, this is not the prior right now for me. Okay. And this is not yeah, that yeah. many, not that many questions from the community. Uh, they are not that interested about my automations. What they are interested in, you know, uh, micro profile specific questions. And uh, the last, for instance, AXTV, I think I got 30 questions, never that that many. So it, something mm -hmm. happens, you know, with the standards right now. And um, so I'm 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 answering a lots of questions, but more like you know uh, web standards, Java, microprofile, lots happening right now, and focus on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe but because I, people don't know that you're an automation expert as well. <laughs> uh, no, not expert. I just hate you know boring stuff, and whatever is bored should be automated. And uh, I misuse Jenkins for that. If possible, mm -hmm. I have uh, in my project you know Jenkins, which does everything. It, uh, it installs uh, whatever is possible on Jenkins. It's also a great automation tool on OpenShift, for instance, right? So it comes mm -hmm. with. Jenkins support, OC, new app, Jenkins, you have it, and then you can automate whatever you like. The entire uh, OpenShift cluster is also a part of our automation. But nice. in upcoming upcoming uh, podcast, we can talk about it for sure, but I probably won't create any you know, open source project to share mm -hmm. this, the, the ideas, but because it's... No, fair enough. We will probably spend you know, one day just with that, and the outcome is, I don't know whether this that successful. Mm -hmm. No, fair enough. But I think this uh, just talking about is already might yeah. be helpful for some people just to listen to. Hey, I could you know just yeah, to just think about what are the yeah. parts. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, so last question about um, uh, if you'd like to answer like w if you um, doing some some balance from especially from work. So um, you know I don't know if you do some like personal uh, things like doing sports or if you say okay you do a lot of coding or at least that's for me a lot of time in front of the screen. So how do you do some type of balance to say, okay, you know, do you like go out, play some music? I don't know, do do some create more creative stuff for the uh, creative side of the brain. 
Um, uh, actually, not. What breaks. I don't do is mm -hmm. I don't w watch any TV, actually. So yeah. it is really... Uh, I think the last time I watched TV was 2003. This was a funny story. And then I forgot the TV set in the basement. And then after 10 years, I threw it out. And now um, and now it's interesting with your TV. If I'm in a hotel and sometimes, you know, the TV set is running, I couldn't believe, you know, what the content is. For me, it looks like comical. It's like this is even <laughs> crazier than, than YouTube. But uh, so uh, uh, this is not, I don't watch any shows. Actually, if I'm interested in something in it, I just look for it and watch it mm. whenever it comes. YouTube, Vimeo or whatever, or uh, Prime or whatever I find. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Take a walk, and, and that's basically it. So it's not like I have you know very you know sophisticated sports, and I also enjoy you know to code or play with automations in my leisure. So like mm -hmm. this is I would consider leisure just playing you know do something with work which is not that directly related to work, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you know we're recording now right now, and uh, uh, I do also you know, online courses. So you have to do set up you know the video and all the you know right. all the stuff if you do this this is also almost full-time you know job <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so all hardware encoding uh, cameras uh, and, and half time oh, yes. or, or uh, yeah and i did it for seven years so this also if i you know you can you can check a new mic or new cable or whatever so this is a uh, this is actually interesting enough or you can if you are bored i i, I buy a new keyboard and um, <laughs> no yeah this is like if you know if you spend more time around your work, you have even more far, fun at, at work. It, uh, probably if I would start some crazy hobby, I would be not that lucky be, uh, because, uh, or not that, uh, that balanced because I couldn't focus fully on the on the hobby and I couldn't mm -hmm. also fully focus you know, on the job. But right now it's perfect balance, I would say. I enjoy mm -hmm. in, in Malaysia to, you know, to extend the work a little bit. Doing things around the work that are then, you know, also enjoyable and yeah, almost like I would a hobby around the work. <laughs> Right now, I'm thinking about Raspberry Cluster. You know, how fun would it be nice. to create a nice little machine with 20 Raspies and, and install Kubernetes on it and just see what happens. I just wanted to say, yeah, Kubernetes, of course. <laughs> yeah, Kubernetes or OpenShift or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and see, see what happens. And uh, it, this is what I would like to do right now, right? So, But I will, won't do it because I have to, to complete some code reviews and stuff. Right. No, that's great. And I think you, you mentioned a lot of lot of very helpful uh, points. And yeah, is there anything else uh, you want to share? No, thank you. So probably uh, I have also for podcast, you are the recurring guest, uh, mm -hmm. AXFM. And uh, AXTV is the, you know, the question and answer show. And my blog is adambean.blog, where it's uh, similar to your blog. Uh, it's about, you know, it's actually my notepad. So I, I just, uh, not, okay. Blog is also great because what I do with blogging is, not to forget things, I just you know paste some snippets of code like Twitter, and uh, and uh, and then I remember that I had already the problem in the past. So what I frequently do if I have a problem, I you know Google for myself Adam Bean, I don't know Jax B or Jason B. Mm -hmm. I will find the old blog posts, and this is also fun, you know, time traveling. Say, oh, yep. ten years ago I did this. This is actually fun. Yeah, the same happened to me, but I it even happened to me without Googling my name. I just really wanted to search for the solution and I totally forgot that I actually wrote that blog post. And then I ended up at my own blog post like two from two years ago. So, and I was like, I was always feeling embarrassed, you know, like, oh my God, I forgot even that I wrote this blog post. And But yeah, yeah that's, I think, also very interesting learning to say, okay, write blogging not only for others to actually for yourself, like you say, with a notebook, yeah. you know, yeah. because it for, will for, help for you. For myself, well. <laughs> for myself. And um. And uh, the uh, the interesting part is, is I always uh, Google for myself first, you know, to see whether I worked on that problem already. So mm -hmm. if I search Adam Bean and whatever, it's like, oh, interesting. I had actually, I did something <laughs> then. And I look at the date, it's like, oh, man, this is like 2007, long time, time ago. Travel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? No, that's great. All right. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam, for uh, taking your time. And, well, for everybody listening, thanks for listening. Thank you.